0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Pilates Elephants with your host, Raphael Bender. That's me. Today I want to talk about solutions and trade-offs. And this was this topic was prompted by a few things recently. Uh, primarily in my social media feed, I see I see a whole bunch of posts. Talking about the benefits of a, a thing, right? Whether it's like ice water immersion or, you know, stretching or you know, meditation or clean eating or you know, whatever it might be, you know, the benefits of doing X. And uh, I want to reframe that idea. In, in a different way, so uh, hopefully by the end of our little chat today, um, you know you'll <laughs> get some insight into uh, some of the ways my brain works, but also uh, hopefully some useful tools for brief for asking the right questions to obtain results that are most meaningful to you and for your clients as well. So yeah, I see posts every day on the benefits of like at the moment I'm seeing a lot of stuff on hanging, you know, <laughs> like, you know, hold your whole like holding onto a bar, like a chin up bar, pull up bar, and just hanging. Um, you know, but I see, you know, the benefits of stretching, the benefits of having good posture, the benefits of Eating celery, <laughs> the benefits of intermittent fasting, the benefits of ice baths. The, I mean, there are benefits of everything. Uh, and here's the thing: so when I read, you know, when I read about like the benefits of hanging, oh, it, you know, normalises. I mean, I can't remember. I'm just making these benefits up, dear listener. I don't know what the actual benefits of hanging are, right? But just say you read it and you go, okay, oh, the benefits are it normalises your, you know, parasympathetic nervous system and. Uh, you know, calms your mood and you know, stretches your shoulders and improves your upper torso posture and decompresses your spine. It's like all of these benefits, and and you think, oh, that's that's a great. You know I, I need all of those benefits. They all sound great. Um, but but here's the thing: there are benefits of everything, right? I mean, you, you there are benefits of you know hiking. There are benefits of meditation. Benefits of swimming. Playing Scrabble. Reading. <laughs> martial arts. Dance. Gourmet travel has many benefits. Celibacy, I'm sure, has benefits. Philanthropy, friendship, entrepreneurship, working for someone else. (laughs) There are millions of benefits available, Uh, but here's the thing. There are also costs associated with every one of them. The cost of hanging the costs of stretching the costs of working on your posture the cost of hiking the cost of meditation the cost of swimming the cost of playing scrabble the cost of these activities is the time and energy you put into them which you then cannot put into anything else if you're in if you're hanging you're not in an ice bath And if you're in an ice bath, you're not stretching. And if you're stretching, you're not running. And if you're running, you're not meal prepping. And if you're meal prepping, you're not spending time with your family. So everything has a benefit and a cost. Everything's a trade-off. There is there is no there is no such thing as a solution without a corresponding cost. Now there are costs that we can live with, and the costs that we prefer not to live with. But there's so the, the the cost to each of these. Things uh, comes in two possible parts. Now, everything has an opportunity cost. Even things that you think, okay, this is an unmitigated good, like I don't know, feeding starving children. Right? There's not really many downsides to feeding starving children. Well, there's an opportunity cost with the resources that you use, the time, the money, the food, etc. That means you 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 can't use those resources to do something else, like maybe feed starving, you know, mothers in sub-Saharan Africa with AIDS or, you know, help homeless people or, you know, like there are, so there are, there, there is always an opportunity cost to everything that we do. And that's just, that's part of life. And I think it's a very important part of life is choosing which cost we want to pay. So everything's a trade-off. There's always the opportunity cost of what you could have done instead. Now, often there are other costs too associated with something. So ice water immersion after training reduces your strength gains. So there might be benefits to ice water immersion, but there's also a cost, which is it reduces your strength gains. Now, you might be happy to bear that, to pay that cost in order to get the benefits right but it's not an unmitigated good running has many benefits i love running i run 5 days a week but running makes your hamstrings tight <laughs> and that's a cost hiking gives you blisters and sunburn well that's what i've been told <laughs> not everything has Uh, a cost beyond just the opportunity cost. Like for example, uh, I was struggling to think of a cost of stretching beyond the opportunity cost. Right. So if you spend an hour stretching, well, that's an hour you can't spend running or strength training or meditating or spending time with your kids or reading or working on your business or earning money or whatever. So there's an opportunity cost for sure. But there's, I'm struggling to come up with a an additional cost of stretching like it doesn't kind of make your muscles weaker or reduce your coordination or you know make it not bad for your heart health or it's like there's not I, I couldn't think of any bad things about stretching apart from just the time that you spend doing it you could spend doing something else which might give you a benefit that would be more useful for you depending on what your goals are However, for many things, there are a cost. Like running, it makes you tight. But now, for many of us, that might be a cost we can happily bear. But for others, it might be a cost that's that is too expensive. You know, we don't want to bear that cost. So that can inform our choice of activities. So asking what the benefits of You know, what are the benefits of X? You know, what are the benefits of hanging? What are the benefits of, you know, whatever? I think is the wrong question. There are millions of activities, but only one of you. So start with you. What is your goal? What will make you happier? What will make you healthier? What will make you a better person, a more financially successful person? Start with clearly articulating your goal. For example, I want to earn $100,000 next year, right? But this isn't my goal. (laughs) I'm not to say this is an example goal that you, you might have, right? Okay, so now you know your goal, the question to ask is, what's the best, easiest way for me to achieve that goal? It, suddenly your mind is focused on finding an answer to that question. So you're now in problem solving mode and you're seeking solutions. So rather than choosing between, you know, an infinite number of options. Oh, should I hang or stretch? It's like, well, no, those are irrelevant, right? So to making 100000 dollars So you you're suddenly you've narrowed your options right down. You've probably only got a handful of things that occur to you, right? So suddenly your mind's focused. Now, you may want to add constraints to your goal. For example, you maybe you know don't want to earn $100,000 if it means, you know, stepping on people's faces to do it, right? Maybe you want to feel that you're helping people and making a substantive difference to people's well-being at the same time as making $100,000, right? So great. So now your goal is make $100,000 whilst making a substantive positive difference to people's well-being. Great. So now your question is What's the best, easiest, quickest way I can make hundred thousand dollars whilst making a substantial positive difference to people's well-being? right? So now you've really constrained your options quite a bit and so now your thinking is a lot more focused right And or if you have a health goal for say for example, what what are your health goals? like what would a 10 out of 10 health look like for you? And this is not a rhetorical question. So, you know, think about it. Like, think about these areas. Now, I mean, you might think of other areas of your health that are important to you, and that's, you know, that's fantastic. But, you know, here are the ones I came up with. Energy, strength, flexibility, coordination, mood, body composition. Okay, these are the areas that occurred to me when I think about, okay, what's important to me in terms of my health? Well, you know, you, you could just go and go, okay, rate your current health compared to what you want it to be, right? So not compared, like don't compare your strength to like the strongest human on earth, right? <laughs> compare it to like what? how strong would you like to be, right? What would you be happy with strength-wise, right? What would you be going like, oh, this is, this is perfect. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be any stronger than this. I wouldn't want to be able to pick up like two cars in each hand, right? How strong would you like to be? Okay, that's that's your 10 out of 10, okay? Where are you right now in relation to that you know, level of strength, okay? And likewise, energy, flexibility, coordination, mood, body composition, you know, freedom from illness, I guess, is is another one, okay? Um, so, you know, rate your current health compared to what you want it to be, not to someone else's current state, but what your goal is for each of those, right? And I mean, if you just like quickly go down that list, right? So energy out of 10. Strength out of 10. Flexibility out of 10. Coordination slash proprioception. Mood. Your weight or body composition. Out of 10, how, you you know, 10 being your ideal, your personal ideal, how close are you to that right so was there one or two of those that were that stood out to you was like oh crap i'm really not happy with my you know that particular aspect of my health right for me it's flexibility energy i'm like 9 strength i'm 10 flexibility i'm like 4 right everything else i'm really happy i'm like a 9 or a 10 but flexibility i'm a i'm a solid 4 maybe a 3 <laughs> So when I think about it like that, I think, "Huh, well, where's the biggest gap?" Well, for me, it's flexibility. I don't know what it is for you. Hopefully, you can, you know, this is useful insight for you. So I'm really happy with all my other categories. So the question then for me becomes: How do I improve my flexibility whilst maintaining my energy, strength, body composition, mood, you know, um, freedom from illness, and mood and coordination and whatever. I can't remember which ones I've listed, but all of those other things, right? So bam, now now I can choose between stretching, hanging, postural work, ice water immersion and meditation. And I know there are benefits to all of these, but the specific benefits I want most will come from stretching, right? So I stretch <laughs> and I I stretch an hour a day present. I haven't been doing it for like three months. So and I do a maintenance program for strength and for body composition, for cardio fitness, for, you know, all of those other things. I just do the minimum required to maintain my fitness without in trying to improve it, right? So I'm, I'm just maintaining. I've reduced my expenditure of energy and time in, you know, strength training and and all of those other things to just the minimum required to keep, you know, maintain what I've got whilst I spend all all of my extra resources, you know, time and time and effort, on stretching, right? So I stretch and 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 then I do a little bit of strength training. Then I stretch and 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 I do a little bit of cardio, and all of that, right? So that's that's how I've allocated my time to achieve my goal of you know, being happy with my flexibility. And I've I've set some goals around, you know, what range of motion I want to have or what, you know, activities I want to be able to do that require a certain degree of flexibility. Uh, And you could do that too, you know, with whatever aspect of health or wealth or family satisfaction or whatever that, you know, that you want to work on. So, you know, I stretch Then I just do that maintenance program. Um, And, you know, like I said earlier, I I don't really think stretching has any significant downside. Like, you know, there's no health cost to stretching um, apart from the time and the discomfort, which I'm prepared to invest. So I'm happy with my trade off. But it does mean I spend a couple of hours a week less with my wife because after dinner, I go downstairs and I stretch instead of sitting on the sofa with her. But, you know, we spend plenty of hours together every day. we both work from home. so um, that's fine with both of us and that's a cost we're both quite happy to to bear, right She enjoys watching a program on the couch and I enjoy having a stretch in the in the basement. Uh, and then we you know we I come upstairs and we have a nice chat on the sofa. Um, so yeah, in summary, there are benefits to everything. there are also, costs to everything, and everything is a balance of, or a trade-off between benefits and costs. There's no such thing as a solution. There are only trade-offs. Everything costs time and opportunity. Many things also have extra costs, like running makes your legs stiff. Rather than thinking from the activity and thinking like, oh, what are the benefits of running? you know, what are the benefits of X, right? Start by defining your goal. Then choose the activity that will get you to your goal quickest and easiest with acceptable trade-offs in other areas. All right, dear listener, that's all I got for you. Those are my musings for the day. I hope you find that helpful. Uh, I certainly do. I think this is something that uh, has made a very profound difference to me, certainly not something I made up. I learned it off other people and from reading and thinking and whatnot. Uh, And I hope you find it useful and I hope you employ it and I hope you get benefit from it. All right, much love and I'll see you in the next one. After two exercise science degrees and over a decade and a half of reading research daily, I've condensed all the current science on rehab into a program called the Clinical Exercise Specialist Rehabilitation. Inside the program, I'll teach you to do three things. One, deeply understand how the body works. Two, confidently and expertly rehab literally any client. And three, get results for your clients. So ultimately, your clients tell their friends and you become known as the go-to expert